Welcome to the No Chance Radio Show, a podcast about the world of streetwear, fashion, and everything and anything else. And we're back. Episode 98 of the NCR Show. That's No Chance Radio. This is your co-host. My name is Ryan. And I'm your other co-host, Mel. And What's we, up? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mel. But <laughs> I apologize for <laughs> that. Friday. But I also apologize for not releasing an episode from last week, guys. I know a lot of you are guests included, which we will come to introduce. <laughs> um, a lot of you have been looking out for uh, last week's episode, but we kind of wanted to time it with our event coming up in September. Uh, for those of you that are located in the Bay Area, 914, and actually our first event in Oakland, which is actually pretty pretty tight. Shout out, shout out to the town. This one's going to be a lot of fun because it's fucking during the day. Who doesn't like day Ooh, drinking? We right? got a day like, that's party. That's fucking epic. Daytime party. 7th West in Oakland, California. Please come out. We got tickets in our bio, all that logistics and shit. I know you guys want to hear us talk about streetwear or talk about like random bullshit. So I will like to introduce our guest <laughs> that is going to help us do that today. And I know you guys following the Instagram, doing all that stuff. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for all that shit. We've been posting about a very specific brand named Strangers. And today we have the creators, co-creators, creators. We got Eli and David. Say, say what's up to the people, man. What's up, guys? Damn. Buongiorno. Yes, yes. All the way from Merced, California. Yes, all the way from beautiful Merced, California. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, all right, me, before we get into some of these topics, let me, Google let, me, let me just tell you a little, a little backstory about this, this, this so happening here. Yes. I, te- I, I was texting Eli for, for a minute, a couple days prior, um, just be like trying to set up the interview because, you know, like we're going to get into why they're so amazing and what they do, but maybe the last hour before we start recording, I'm like, all right, I'm going to text you the, uh, the number to call. We're going to set up a Skype. We're going to do all that. He's like, Hey, uh, what's the address? Like, what the fuck you mean? What's oh, the address? You really thought we were just going to Skype up? I thought that's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> that's why you were so shocked. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to like be there. Yeah. And, and I got to commend you for that. That's Cause so you funny. really just drove all the way up. Now, for those of you that don't know the what is that's not central California. Yeah, yeah, Essentially it is right. If you, those of you that don't know the geographical location of said it's about a two-hour drive from where we're located in san francisco but for myself it's pretty damn impressive that you guys came up here so thank shout you. out to you guys appreciate it and thank you for joining us we and made the trek yes you did <laughs> the trek the two-hour trek it was worth it, it de- it's about to be so worth far it. it's about to be worth <laughs> it let's see what happens but next. let's get into some shoot the shit topics because i mean there's so much shit that's been happening over the past couple of weeks that we we hadn't had the chance to cover yeah let's talk about some really cool shit uh melanie you actually sent me uh a really cool link the other day about this like you guys watch like twitch shows like twitch uh like live streams this guy uh, I watch a lot of like, gaming stuff. Like gaming yeah, ones, yeah, right? Yeah, on yeah, so I came, uh, Melanie introduced me to this Twitch uh, live stream, and it's kind of like the complex of Twitch. And they showcase, I mean, everything from sneakers, culture, streetwear, fashion, all that stuff. Like, that's the first time that I've ever experienced watching within that capacity of like a live stream 
everything kind of in the moment talking about like streetwear shit like that it's called uh let me let me get the name of it because it's it's yeah, still always, i didn't even know they're doing that i've always known twitches to be beyond gaming. me to like, be honest that's, that's, that's the gaming. game place to go like <laughs> yeah right like it's night. it's a it's a it's an awkward place to have a show like this but but it after, makes sense after watching it it definitely i mean makes you got sense. people winning millions of dollars in competitions i mean they need to know what to buy with that exactly. money so exactly <laughs> you show them the travis scott's and they say i need those to game it. exactly so the show's <laughs> Show's called Fresh Stock. Uh, a couple of like really popular streetwear and uh, sneakerhead influencers are on that show. That's smart. Um, talking about newest releases, updates, shit like that. How do you guys feel just about like having it on that platform? Obviously, we've seen a lot of the big name brand companies start to invest in a lot of these. The gaming, the esports industry, uh, Twitch is another area for that. You know, the, the brands to live in, to advertise, to promote to kids yeah. who obviously have money to spend on live stream activity <laughs> yeah, and exactly. their favorite streamers. But how do you guys feel about Game how that's games. playing out with that with that industry? Well, I mean, I mainly knew about Twitch from this guy over here because he's like been more into gaming than I have. I don't yeah. Have, yeah, I don't have the talent, unfortunately. <laughs> but don't you know? Don't see me at no two K. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm okay. Um, okay, at 2K. it makes sense. I feel like what we've seen more so with Twitch in a long time is like those guys are turning into influencers yes. on their own right. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what he would tell me about. He heard about this guy and yeah. this guy. I think it's just from like from where Twitch started and now where it's going. I think that's like the best thing for them to do. It's honestly. almost like they're turning into just entertainment hub. In yeah. general. Exactly. And the, and the craziest thing is like we all we've all kind of transitioned from live broadcasting programs of just like getting home at 630 watching your TV show and just resorting to streaming. Right. Yeah. But it's it kind of goes backwards and to say like, OK, this is the time that we stream this show every day and bringing it back to scheduled programming. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think people are going to adjust to that? Is it like, is it like if the kids, if it's, if it's what the kids want, if it's what the audience wants, you think it makes a difference if it's, if it's live stream versus like, I could just go on YouTube when it's posted type shit. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think a lot of comes down to for me is like advertising. Like if I'm going to watch it live, I know there's going to be a bunch of ads. I'll like, oh, I'll just wait. And like, if I can fast forward, yeah. I will. But I think with these guys, I mean, I don't really know the market of like being a, the daily life of a Twitch person. Like if they're on that all day, it doesn't matter what's on anything else because they're just going to watch what's on Twitch. So exactly. I think it's more accessing the people that don't leave Twitch. And then if yeah. anybody trickles in, even better. But if they can just grab more eyes, like they're not trying to capture the YouTube crowd or the Instagram crowd. They're like, I want you Twitch guys. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, it is a very curated type of audience. Very different from, uh, I mean, I have my own gripes against the, the YouTube uh, sneakerhead video <laughs> vloggers. Like, exactly. <laughs> I have my own gripes against them because of just like the way things are portrayed, a lot of clickbait, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but within this Twitch uh, community, I feel like it's it's a lot more genuine. I feel like I it has to they be. have a little bit more time to sort of divulge on certain topics. And well, it's almost like you can you can only be so fake on gaming. Like at the end <laughs> exactly. of the day, like yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I, yeah, there's characters like that go on there. Now he's telling me about that Doctor Disrespect guy. And yeah, that dude's freaking hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, like a regular like guy, like oh, I'm just, I know and I want to try it out. Like how fake can I be on a stream where I'm actually playing a video game? Like, right. It's gotta be like, you have to pull yourself into Especially it. Especially with streamers, like the people that watch streams, 
they can be pretty harsh. Like oh, you look man. at the comment section yeah. of some of these streams, like so you can't really be full of shit if you're like a sneakerhead, like YouTuber or not YouTuber, They'll but call you streamer. Out real exactly. Quick. So maybe this might be kind of good to like legitimize. It's definitely going to be people. more like a if everything else has been like just the navigating the streets. I think the Twitch version is going to be like just high freeway. It's yeah. Gonna be like, go go go. Full steam ahead. Full it's steam also ahead. I think it's to speed things up a little bit into the community that maybe had been falling back. Exactly. So it might like start pushing it like way forward. Yeah. And I'm down and I'm, labs. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm d- totally down with a, a new sort of access to content. Like you, you can't be like live streams on Instagram, Facebook lives, fucking YouTube, whatever. The more the merrier. Yeah, in it's my all going to end up on Instagram anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> all all the good point. clips, right? Yeah, exactly. All the good clips. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Um, okay. So Bobby hundred, Friend of the show, Bobby, please. Hey, two more episodes, episodes please, Episode 100, please come on. <laughs> two more, dreams man. Come true. He just released his podcast, This Is Not a Podcast. Oh, did this come out today? I think uh, Friday. Okay, 10 episodes, it comes out Friday. Right? 10 episodes mm-hmm. straight, 10 conversations with 10 different people. He knows a lot of fucking famous people. That's so, the whole thing about him. Yes. Is his reach is super unique. It's yeah. crazy. The, and I think it's just being in that hotbed of LA. Yeah, for it's, so long. For, for so long and seeing people come up the same time that he's coming up you can see him with like the likes of just random ass people from like playboy models to fucking i don't know food chefs like it just, he was just on the asa kira's yeah like, podcast too. It's like i listened it's to that it was awesome go yeah. listen he's just out there doing everything such an assortment of stuff that um, book thing super helped him just like oh man it's time like let yeah. me be bobby hundreds and not like the brand guy like mm-hmm. let me be me like a a person. You think that's yeah. what he wanted all along? I think it's what like the brand needed. I think it needed like he's always been the face, yeah. but like never like this. He's never oh, been no, yeah. like a, a focal point, a guy who's stepping out and like, yo, remember me? Like, yeah, right. You guys like, have no idea who I am, but like I've been here forever. So it's kind of like, oh god, you're like this mysterious guy we always know about. We don't know anything. It's about. so interesting to see a guy like Bobby Hunters. Obviously, he's one of the more outspoken people. There's a Jeff Staple who's kind of like mild mannered in how he opinion yeah. his opinion is uh, across the board. People like Ronnie Feig is pretty out there as well. But there's nobody that's kind of like the voice of streetwear the way that Bobby Hundreds is. It's his reputation too. It's yeah, like he has like there's truth. To, you can, you just believe it. Like yeah. he's such a like a figure that you just look at. Like he can say something and you just go like, yeah, I believe it. Like, <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. He's so influential. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he's been around the block for so long in so many different ways that he almost just has such a reputation that you have to like he's seen more than you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. like. I mean, whether you like are exactly the same direction as him or whatever, but you you know he's done it and you know he's been doing it, so you have to take everything he says like you you're coming from somewhere awesome. Exactly, and the funny part about this is is that he was hating on podcasts heavy in his early years, and he completely d- wanted to stay away from it. He's and a blog boy, I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like there's at the time, I guess he was mentioning that so many people were starting podcasts. I know it wasn't a shot towards us. Don't no, worry. Specifically Don't worry, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, no chance I'm coming for yeah, you. Right? <laughs> He's our competition. Yeah, he's like, uh, come on the show. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, um, to see, like, and I talked about this, which was actually really funny. It was almost two years ago, maybe about a year ago, I was in New York and I did what was called, uh, I think it was called The Payout. And it was like a little segment that I did with about like 10 minutes when I ranted about a particular topic. And one of the things I mentioned was we need more of these figures, these these legends in the streetwear industry, the people that have done, seen it all to start podcasts because they yeah. need to, they have such a wealth of knowledge 
I know some of them want to monetize it. Of course. Shout out Benny Gold. Shout out Jeff Staple. Nice. In your Skillshare class. Sell your words. <laughs> Sell your words, my guy. Yeah, exactly. Torrents. Um, but there, some of them have such a wealth of knowledge that could benefit that of the younger people starting brands. So yeah. it's cool to see this come to fruition because this is what I wanted. I wanted them to 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 just talk. Like that, mm-hmm. That's all I really yeah, want from them. You just want to hear their stories. Of like It's just interesting. Like We've exactly. always had like behind the music back in the day. And yeah. stuff. And it's like, it's just so interesting. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. Whether they came from the dirt or not, it's like, it's super inspiring to hear these guys you look up to and at least a certain extent of like, if not them, but what they do. Exactly. Like the era of like what they're making and stuff. It's like, oh man, it's so cool to just see you guys make that stuff. But to actually like have a connection to a brand and then also the figure, that's two different things. But the problem is when you, I think a lot of brands were refraining from that is because if Bobby Hundreds for some reason made a mistake somewhere along the way, and this guy, a tape drops on this guy, and we don't know what he's up to, <laughs> then what does that do to the hundreds? I mean, what does that do to how people see the hundreds? I think that you kind of have to get a little bit, like back then at least now, it's like, who cares? Nobody, they're just talking about anything now. But I think becoming a figure for your own brand is kind of scary to be the face if you mess up. So do you guys believe in a social media backlash? Do you think that that's a real thing? Do you think that could come back and bite you guys in the ass someday? Hmm, I don't know. Do you think I've been that that's true? For a while. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it, yeah. but it's so fast. Like it is. Mm-hmm. Everything is so quick. So it's like if you mess up, depending on how you mess up, I think is the key there. Like if I say something dumb because it was just like, oh my bad. Like, <laughs> I'm a bad joker. Saying yeah. something dumb, doing something dumb, essentially kind of two different things in my book. Depends yeah. on what you say. Obviously, it could be pretty fucking crazy. But let's talk about somebody who did receive a lot of social media backlash, which was Kim Kardashian based on her fucking... Uh, I still don't understand skins. why people are so upset, but uh, oh, I remember earlier, on, earlier on, fucking Kimono received I'm tons on, of social media I'm backlash. I'm on her side a little bit. Yeah. Really? A little bit. Team Mel. That's fine with me. Because That's the thing is that you gotta be... This isn't a regular conversation. You're talking about Kim Kardashian, a woman who's built like a career on like understanding the media at a new way that nobody else did. Like she learned it. Shout out Chris. And then yeah, Chris, <laughs> yeah. hardest working woman in the world. There you go. <laughs> she definitely greenlit kimono. Yes. <laughs> she said, do it, Kim. Yeah. I, she knew Kim was like, you think it's a good idea? I'm kinda worried. She's like, no, no, trust me, it'll work out perfectly. <laughs> like, but I love like, Japan oh, and yeah. I love all the people there. Like, yeah, don't believe you don't yeah. worry about it. No, I, I really think she had a lot of people in her ear telling her like, no, it's it's gonna be fine. Like it's gonna work. I really believe that she probably really thought it was going to work because the people that knew it wasn't were like, go for it. Yeah, like, right. People are going to love it. It's like kimono. Yeah. Who, who cares about that word? They care about Kim. Yeah, the Kim aspect <laughs> yeah, of it. as long as you involve Kim, you got it. But yeah, that was a bad idea. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Coming down to it, yeah, it was a bad idea. I don't think it was the right move. I mean, and especially if it's slimwear line, kimonos are they're technically yeah. loose, right? They're like not a form-fitting yeah. like yeah. shapewear. So it's almost like counteractive. Like, what are you really trying to do here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, And now with her new line, it's called Skims. Skims, Skims right? or Skins. Skims. Skims. With, you know, got the Kim and then Kim's Kim. like, yeah, I got it. That's not they probably, no, I'm not gonna lie, me. they probably have a whole fucking document that says all different Kim puns. Yeah, and just kind of like <laughs> Kimono was a lot better though. It's a great. That's name. fire. That's a it's fire a name. Great name. Let's not negate the fact that it's a great name. I hope somebody who can own it better just says, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, since Kim can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Skims is a terrible name. Just throw it. Oh out yeah, there. totally. I won't terrible. be buying any anymore. Just yeah. put that on the record. <laughs> I won't be shaping. Returning my pre-order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a canceling it. But I think it's an interesting. It's an interesting. Story because 
we talked about kimono very, very heavily in uh, a recent episode. And when I speak about social media backlash, I, I, I want to keep it like a general conversation because any brand can take that same social media backlash. And essentially, I mean... Yeah. It's not difficult anymore. How, how influential is that if you're a brand owner? And is there a need to push back in the case? I mean, we'll speak more about your guys' uh, sort of trajectory as a yeah, brand. But, yeah. you know, you release something like a controversial T-shirt or you put out a, a controversial f- photo. Yeah. What, and you start to get that backlash. When is it like... Nah, fuck you guys. Versus like, okay, I see it. I think I'll a take lot. It back. Yeah, it comes to like, what were your intentions when you first released it? Like, mm. that's key. Like, I think some guys, some brands I've seen in general, like that's their goal. They're shock factor. Like, I want to be like, I want to be hated on so that I can be like, I'll do what I want. I do what I want. There's yeah. not really any passion probably behind it, but they know they're gonna get, as we call it, the clout. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the clout. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people, I think they really do want to make a message and sometimes they, they may accidentally go far by trying to force that message and then they're going to get the backlash. So I feel like, okay, if you really weren't intending that way, that's where it comes. Like you have to be your own PR person, like handle that correctly. Like that's where things can get, like they were really good intentions, but they're poorly managing like how they handle the reaction. Yeah. Then it makes it worse. Like you have to be able to handle if you're going to do something controversial, be prepared to handle it if it does go wrong. Understand how you're going to have to deliver that message to people. Like, doesn't mean like walk on eggshells, but like make what you want to make. But just be aware, like you may go too far nowadays. So is there a need to apologize? Do you think like someone like Kim Kardashian, I'll use another example, someone yeah. like a Kevin Hart, someone like, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's a, um, well, I was going to say Gosha, but he really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like in that situation, do you, is there a need to apologize for those specific? I mean, it, it's a case by case yeah, basis. Exactly. It's so case by case. Like, I'll say sorry right now. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, if I do anything bad in the next two years, guys, I'll say sorry now. Like, hopefully this gives me some credit later yeah. on. But <laughs> I think a lot that of back. people, it's so case by case. It's like, yeah, like, and are they really sorry? Does the people, mm-hmm. people could say sorry for anything, but of course. it's again, it's like the jury of the people, like, did they even mean it? You're mm-hmm. just saying that so you can get over or yeah. this. Yeah. You can just say that. A lot of times it doesn't even matter if you really are sorry now. Yeah. Because half the people are going to be like, he's just doing it to like, not yes, man. So we can buy his stuff again, and then the other half's like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, I'm glad you did that." Exactly, and it seems to be a trend, right? It oh, seems to yeah. be a trend amongst a lot of brand owners, a lot of celebrities in general. But let's talk about this other trend that seems to be perpetuating fucking streetwear, or just fashion in general. These fuck ice shirts. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yo, do we see it? And do we see it as I've seen a million gimmick or like uh? What do you call it? Like a political statement? Yeah, it's so. And I feel like right now, the the landscape is like even if you really wanted to be the political aspect, you're just gonna come off gimmicky. It's so hard. But you should make a statement. But should you make a shirt? Should you make a hat? Mm-hmm. Maybe make a sticker. Like what? What is the rules? There's no real rule. And I'm com- like again coming from Merced. We're dominantly like a Mexican community. Like yeah. a lot of like ice was out there. We yeah. get alert. People will post it. Like yeah, we seen ice on G Street. Like yeah, keep that. in mind. Yeah, we're yep. like oh damn. Like that's this is real out here. Like people are really scared. And uh, but what? I'm a streetwear. I'm not. I mean, I'm a brand in Merced. What am I gonna do? Drop like yo. No ice for strangers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna donate half this money to like one of the groups. It's like it's one good the, that they're fundraising, but it's like, where's that coming from? Like, wh- what is that doing from a brand perspective? That's the part yeah. that I that I want to distinguish is like, 
if you add a monetary value that contributes back to whatever cause or whatever, yeah. does that and then justify us making that t-shirt? Yeah, and it's but it's like it's tricky because now there's two sides. I think some people do it for good, but there's a group of people that are like, all right. Tom started it all with the buy one, give one. And yep. every brand and company since then has decided we're going to do that model. Yeah. We're going to, that's our good gesture. But it's like, could you have done that without, this is our brand. Like you Still don't even know if it. Tom's is being nice just by doing I've that. Never that seen could, seen that could be a too. I've never seen a picture from a foreign country where <laughs> yeah. everybody's rocking. That's, straight, hey, that's true. That's true. Post it, Tom's. I'm ready. Post it. <laughs> I'm coming at you guys. Um, but no, and it's like, yeah, like what are these... Uh, what is your real intention? And there was a person in our town. What they did is uh, they put a call out, not even a brand, mind you. They didn't do anything. All they did is ask for like, donate these toiletries, donate like physical mm-hmm. stuff to all the people that were like on the border that were straight up like stuck there. They're not a brand. Yeah. They didn't put out a t-shirt. They didn't ask for money. That, that's the goal of your money. Like, okay, what are you doing with it? Like, and then they're like, oh, we, we donated money, but we don't want to show what we did with it because we don't want to brag. But it's almost like it's not a brag. Like show that you're helping like yeah. make an effort yeah. I think beyond the shirt but you're gonna take yeah. an L both side, both ways you know I'm gonna show the way I spent my money I'm it's not hard. gonna show the way I spent my money so it is difficult you see a brand like and this is why this conversation has become so popular is because brands like Brain Dead. I there's there's a brand out here in Oakland called Fuck Ice there's another brand in LA I think called Fuck Ice there's like multiple brands <laughs> yeah. that are just like <laughs> literally oh, that's ice. what they stand for, for. Purpose. now yeah. this I mean I'm not gonna it put keeps it the awareness there it does it does which, which is, is like, important wow. The balance. Yeah. But the fact that it depends on on the back end, what is what is happening? Yeah. Like your whole brand can't be. I mean, I can't say can't, but it it shouldn't shouldn't be based solely off of this one thing. You know what I, I mean? I haven't seen any like yo. I'm not, I mean, they're probably coming. Don't get me wrong, but Amazon's on fire shirts. Like, are we going to start seeing those too? Like mm. that people are like, but what are you doing about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's people are use these. I get it to raise awareness to people who may not understand, but it's like, what makes that any different? I haven't seen as many. I've seen a ton of ice shirts, and then now they're like, oh, but this is just, I mean, it's a big situation. It's too, just as much yeah. as like retweeting. Exactly. You it's know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Here's a retweet. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. like a secondary form of And it of does, awareness. like I said, there's a really good positive of making sure you're raising awareness and doing your part there, but the help is really important. And like, I think that's what people like miss. And the brand's aspect of it is tricky. Like you said, it's like, if you're shooting out all these ice shirts, are you going to show us a picture of like, yo, we donated this yeah. like, mm-hmm. or we did this community event to like raise awareness. Are we helping? Cause like, that's like a very specific thing. Yes. Like there's very specific ways to help that cause. Like yeah. the Amazon thing is okay. Maybe donate a couple bucks, like donate some money. Like that's yeah, all you can tree. really do out but, yeah. here. Ice is very California based. Yeah. Like if you're out in California and you're just selling a t-shirt, like, all right, y'all I'm going home. Like here's 20 bucks to this foundation. And then that's it. And it's like, but I sold all these shirts. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's very much different than if a brand like fucked. You know, the, the way they do they do like very like politically charged stuff sometimes, especially with yeah. like their dealings with the government recently. Especially if you're like a big brand that's based exactly. in that already. They do a fuck eye shirt. Nobody's going to think twice about it. They're yeah. going to be like, that's how or they obey. are. Or, or, or yeah, if exactly. Or something, you just go like, that's you. Like that's, that's them. your brand. Exactly. Yeah. Like but, it's hard for brands to tap into that without having any experience. But it. when you create a brand around that, then that's when the uh, 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 that tad bit of backlash comes in. Like, wait, are you trying to profit off of something that? It's almost like you can only profit if bad things happen. True. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yo, we need another design. No, that's a good my, point. My designs are getting weak. That's a good <laughs> point. Imagine if the, if that did that whole thing didn't even exist. Like, would you make the sh- would you make the I shirt? I mean, Florida's about to get a big hit. Yeah, I think I've been seeing on the news like that's super scary for those. What's guys the hurricane there. called? 
I'm, I'm not sure. What if you just bad news? Fuck the hurricane. Yeah, on your like, shirt. Oh, <laughs> boom! Fuck the hurricane shirts. Take them out. Strangers.com, guys. Yeah, and then you make it. You make it dry fit. Yeah. No wetness. Stay dry. And it's like brands do that. Like this is funny. Was like there's people out here doing that, and they're like, oh damn, that's a good idea. Let me put that on there, and then they'll put on those little quick websites where it pre makes. Yeah. But yeah, it's like if that's your intentions, that's really not. If that's you, that's you. That's your personal preference. But I just, how you, how do you feel comfortable continuing to live on that? Exactly. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of the days of when, like, the tie-dye pocket shirts were a thing. Brands that focus solely on that mm-hmm. are not here to this day. You know what R-I-P, I mean? Guys. You tried. Right. There, but, but there are some brands that took that and were like, okay, like, that was a phase. It's over. How do we grow? And let's grow into another brand. Yeah, yeah. But I think going on, sticking on, like, the topic of, like, can brands and should brands make an, a, a shirt that's really coinciding with like a big event? I think it's possible. I think there's ways to do it, but I, I just think you got to really think it through. You shouldn't treat it like it's a, just a casual Friday drop. Like yeah. put some effort, like make some, like do some learning materials, like give some people, make a shirt with some learning, like let the people know how they can help beyond just like, Oh, donate. Like, Transparency is key there. And you guys have always talked about that. Yes. Transparency mm-hmm. is super key. And it's like, even if you're as transparent, don't be surprised if people aren't a fan of it. But like, Good intentions will go beyond that. Like, exactly, beyond exactly. That. You 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 stay the course of what a no is doing with every single thing that they do. You can't you can you can't look at the feedback that people give you of just like hating as you could take it with a grain of salt because yeah. you know that what you're doing is going towards a good cause. You're doing good, exactly. Day, your personally, your goal was to do good, so stick with that because there's goodness in that. Like, but if you're just like, yo, I gotta make this hurricane shirt because it's gonna be <laughs> sick. I just know it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this design is it's fire, bro. And like, I got to make this hurricane shirt. It's like, maybe just make one for yourself then. Man. It just yeah. like, I support. This Amazon shirt is fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. And then it's like, oh, back. Cross that out. Cross that out. <laughs> Fast forward to this part, guys. This is a good oh, look. man. That's hilarious. Let's get into the reason why we're here today. Yes. The reason why you guys are sitting across from me. You guys. And, and let me tell you a little bit, a, a bit of a backstory in, uh, in sort of how you know, we connected, um, you know, you guys had reached out previously. Actually, I didn't even know that you'd reached out yeah, was, a while it back. It was like last November. It had to have been roughly around there. It was a while ago. Holy Damn, You guys were maybe like, what, maybe in the 40s? Yeah. 50s or something potentially, like that. potentially. Yeah. And you had reached out about some microphones, things of, yeah, things of that nature. Yeah, I was You guys are making it sound good. And then uh, you had reached out previously again. And I had a chance to look at your brand because we, we put out PA announcements about like, hey, brands, owners, does it matter? Come come talk on the show. Yeah. We want, we want, we love hearing stories. We love hearing the struggles, things of that nature, more struggles than good. Sometimes mostly what's yeah, it's mostly. Um, but we had a chance to look at some of your guys' stuff and I was like looking at, it, I was like, fuck, why does, why does this not look like anything else? And like, I'm like looking at it very closely. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm a, what do you, I'm negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hater. I, I would say like, I'm, I'm predominantly we dig, a hater. We're diggers. Yeah. <laughs> we're digging in to find like the, the bad or like, where can this be better? I think more so. Exactly. Like, I'm a critic. Yeah, I'm a critic of, of streetwear, right? And uh, there's, you know, there's common themes amongst certain streetwear brands. Like, let's use this same moniker. Let's use this this particular tone. Let's use. Sometimes it's a smiley face. I'm I'm not a fan of the smiley face. I've used it before. <laughs> Shout out. But I'm not a big <laughs> fan of it. But like the, when I was looking at a lot of your guys' stuff, I was I was really impressed. Thank and you. there was something about it that gave me that. Obviously, one nowadays, which is something that I look for in a lot of brands, is a feeling of nostalgia. 
And something about any sort of piece of my childhood or things that I can formally relate to within design language or graphics, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so before we, I'm yeah, no, I like talking. where we're going. No, I'm gonna keep, keep talking going. about you guys forever. <laughs> but so I'm looking at your guys' stuff and I'm like, wow, this shit's really good. So, and and so I reached out. I was like, I think right when you said like, you know, you you, you guys are looking for people on the brand. I was like, let's do it. Text me. Yeah, it was immediately. I was like, oh, he, this is unexpected. Yeah, because it took <laughs> me a second because I I really we were like, fighting about hot chicken for a second. <laughs> really, let's tell him what really happened. I, he said he never tried a hot chicken place, and I said it's worth it. And he was like, dude, I was so hungry. And I was like, all right, side note, if you ever want me on the podcast. <laughs> you, know what's, you, know what, you, know, you know what's crazy about that? We we tell people to reach out all the time about questions. Streetwear, send us our way. Like, mm-hmm. we, we have so many different hot takes on fucking streetwear-related shit. Yeah. But people are so upset by the chicken. The food got me, guys. Sorry, the guys. fucking food upset I was everybody. and I, I heard that line. I didn't even finish the rest of the podcast yet because I was still playing. And I was like, no, this needs to be said now. Before I forget, I was like, "It's worth it." Trust me. You're yeah. one of multiple people that have reached out, somewhat opposed by the chicken. Just because it, of our thoughts on food, I'm no, sorry. Hey, it's amazing. The, the food is no joke. The food is just as equal. That's the one thing I was going to tell you guys on that episode. I was like, I was like listening to you guys. I was like, but you, the the food. The culture out there, and especially like where it's food, food, like they treat it's a treated almost exactly like a brand. Like that yeah. is their clothing brand, and then they're able to build legit hype on that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, like it's, it's impressive. Now it's on a way new level, like specific places, like you talk about the Uncle Polly's and stuff so, like yeah. that. When they have like the real co-sign by a celebrity, but there's brands out there like no co-sign, and they're out there just like straight culture. Like this is what we mm-hmm. are. Yeah, like, it's, it's and the it's fact so that sweet. we were able to bond over chicken was more than enough. <laughs> so important because it led us. To, yeah, and like, so now that you guys are here, yeah, I was, I, I was like, please let me come on. And uh, and Eli, yes, you are the. Would you say the, the I'm, owner? I'm the owner. Yeah, I started it. I design everything. Uh, I print everything. Uh, He's the guy. I, yeah, I make. <laughs> I do it all. So let's 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 uh, let's go to the origin origin yes. story. Let's talk day one. Um, Merced, California. Merced, it was a it was a nice summer day. <laughs> convince yeah. me, convince the listeners. If they're ever driving through Central California, mm, what yes. what what is what is it about Merced, California? What what type of vibe is there? What could yeah. you compare it to? So now, Merced now. A well, reason Merced now is changing. Like I said, we have a UC Merced. That's I mean they're getting on. I don't know how many years it's been now, but now it's we're getting giant classes every year. Where I mean we're having tomorrow's the, they do like a cat curl. It's the Bobcats. They bring all the first years downtown so they can check out the local spots. Yeah, a shuttle going to and from the campus all day long. Just so that, and there's little stops so people can come check it out. Just to make these new students like, don't be scared of this new town. Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, we're not a well-known town, so you have to learn it's okay. Why did you come to school here? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just stay on campus. Yeah. <laughs> we recommend not leaving. Um, yeah, but now, I mean, the place. The thing about Merced is like, we have food is important because we have like some. I've gone when I go places the Bay Area. I go to the LA. I, I'm looking for to try new Mexican food or looking to yeah. try new like Asian fusion food. I'm always looking to try stuff. And like, there's a couple spots in Merced that like I've tried that have some of the best around. And it's like, I don't know if it's maybe my local palate. That's where we have to like bring people in to test. Yeah. But we have a spot that has like a killer banh mi sandwich, like okay. through the roof. It's a donut spot, of course. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Donut Kings. You stop, sorry, it's not too far off the freeway. Stop and get a banh mi, guys. It's so good. The Nem Nuang. Woo. <laughs> we'll keep there. Eli's food recommendations in the bio <laughs> Make of, this, a list. <laughs> of this episode. Uh, I'm a little partial to this guy. My buddy, uh, Danny, he started a taco truck called Danny Tacos. Okay. Um, and he's been blown it. Uh, it's only been open for a little over a year. He's set fire in the town. 
but yeah, we have a lot of good little Mexican spots, a lot of good Thai food, a lot of good just like you know, if you like the curries and like of course so it's the pretty Thai versatile. Thai. It's pretty versatile. Yeah, but you would not there. expect. But it's it. not like yeah. as expanded as like a traditional like city. We don't have like city. the crazy stuff. Like we yeah. don't have the hype stuff. We have just like your standard boom traditional. Like we got a couple of good Indian food spots, a lot of Mexican food spots, mm-hmm. a lot of Asian food, and then. Nothing else. Like the basic necessities to live. Yeah, you exactly. need to eat, you need to drink, you need to sleep. Yeah, we got all that. Nothing too creative like you're seeing all these other cities have. I'm like, okay, well, there's room for that. So where does the where does the inspiration come from? Like if we if we talk sort of day one, you're you're yeah. you're sort of getting into that creative space. Where does it all start? So yeah, I was in a band, uh is where it started. I was in bands ever since I was like thirteen, uh like middle school playing like my first show in the backyard of like a buddy's pool party, like, or like this little blink one eight two wanted me band. <laughs> and then, uh, it was a band uh, called, it was called that first band. Oh, we were only banned for a couple of weeks. It was like blue Monday. I like it. It's, like, <laughs> it's not a bad name. It was at the time it felt right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we gone through a bunch of stuff and then high school, you know, it started transitioning into the whole like screamo pop, like post hardcore scene where you're like under oath, taking back Sunday stuff. Yeah. Uh, we started doing a band then we got started called they say, I say, and then, uh, that's when we really started pushing like the music stuff after Motel Drive. Shout out, guys! Don't forget. Was that a big scene in Merced? Yeah, it was like huge. A hardcore I mean, scene? Well, huge for us. Let's yeah, be huge in other places, maybe not so much. But it hit the, it hit the town like nobody knew what it was except for the people in it. Yeah, it was very like club, and uh, yeah, I mean we had a venue. I mean every weekend it was just like we had everybody that was in that world was there. We were uh, house shows, boom, you'd be there. So I started learning like community from that. Like that's where I learned like the secondary community that wasn't accessible to everybody else. So we went through that and, you know, we would go on tour. We tried it once or twice to like get out there and see other towns and stuff. And I learned a lot from that. But um, when that all came to an end, it's like, okay. What now? That was my creative outlet for like, I mean, what, seven, eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, I, growing up, I wasn't like uh, no sneakerhead. I wasn't into like really crazy streetwear. I'm in Merced. Like I don't even have access to all that stuff. We had MySpace like <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. And that was more music based. There yeah. wasn't a lot of clothing brands popping up. My buddy Fertino, he was like the first person I ever knew that like started a brand. So he did it in Merced wow. first that I knew of. Uh, he did, um, it was like this noise apparel. And I was like, oh damn, like he's, my buddy's out here doing this like yeah. by himself, like running the whole show. And then uh, he kind of closed that up and started doing this brand called Sci-Fi Clothing. And he was doing this all on his own, like, you know, sourcing designs yeah. and like sending it off to get printed. And I was like, wait a minute, like us regular people can just do that. Well, like, when you see when you see that type of stuff, right? Your your first sort of indication of like you're not even thinking streetwear. You're thinking he's making clothes. Yeah, we were coming from a design world of like band tees. Yeah. Like our design world was like very graphic based. Like now I just seen a, a few, where's that the big uh trade show going on? I don't know if it's in that is that that's not a gender or complex car. It's like theirs, but it's going on in like Japan or something like that right now. Oh, sure. uh, but Matt Gondick was there, and he's like an artist that was he basically made his career doing band tees. Like, yeah. I think we got a design made from him for like seventy five bucks. Wow. When we were like in, in high school, and now he's <laughs> just doing. He just did a whole like talk in front of all these people. Like Chinatown's there, and all yeah. That. And he just did a whole like panel, and I'm like. Dude, we were. You still got a, those emails or those MySpace yeah, messages? Like you designed one of our like best shirts. So it's like we came from that design world. So it's like that's what we're like just making shirts. Did not know much about streetwear other yeah. than what we saw in the mall. Like you know what I mean? You see like I'm not sure if the hundreds is in the mall at that point yet. Yeah. So uh, what were the, what were some of the first brands that you came across? I mean, what Diamond? Yeah. Diamond was everywhere. LRG. LRG. Yeah. Yeah. Was, like I think Huff was already around. Yeah. 
mostly like it was like skate brands. Like that's what I would see locally in Merced a lot. And then the only like hip hop stuff you would see like is the LRG was super heavy and like our local Zoomies. I'm yeah. not too sure beyond that. So that was kind of like the the place for you guys. Yeah, the mall. The like, mall. Yeah, yeah like I, that's why the mall. It is for a lot of people. It was like our hub because we didn't have a like local boutique shops. Like yeah. in, we had a skate shop that would pop up, but they'd close down in a few months because the support wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just the mall where we go out of town. And I'm young. Like my mom's not taking me to LA to hit Fairfax. She doesn't even know what that is. Like yeah. I don't even get to know what that is. And like, you know, we're not a big like financial community. So I'm not like, oh, I can just drop on sneakers or like save up for sneakers i wasn't in sports and stuff which made more sense like this guy was getting sneakers because he's probably what you're involved in sports yeah. and stuff i wasn't i was in bands so yeah. was i wearing my chucks for four years until they exactly fell off my until your toes came yeah, out of exactly the like th- that the scene in the music like rock scene wasn't that it was different like it's almost like how long can you keep your clothes rather yeah. than how much can we buy new ones exactly exactly so yeah when i got out of it but then i was like i just started liking designing stuff so that's more where it came from like i needed a creative outlet and i loved making stuff so I started like learning Photoshop through him and just like putting stuff together. I started trying to make this other little brand and just learning the process of like, how do I make one and then order it and then I have it. And yeah. Like, okay. Now I know how to learn big cartel. And it's like all these things throughout the way. So that's, it was just like a lot of that process, but it all came to a point at uh, 2015, we decided we found this little spot like by main street and me, that buddy Fortino of mine and uh, my wife, show me, she, she was just finishing barber school. She'd been barbers like, Dude, we can do this. Like, the rent to open up this place, like the price of your chair rent. Like if we all go in, we can like bring some clothes in, like bring some brands that we think are sick that yep. nobody's doing around here. And then like, let's just see what we can do. Like, it's not that expensive to try. I think rent was like 400 bucks. Wow. Like, between the three of us. Wow. She had no clients. She was like, all right, I'm going to start this barber thing. We had nobody to know like, mm-hmm. all right, is like rebel eight going to sell in Merced? Like it's pretty well known, but it's not in Merced. And sketchy tank is really cool. Are people going to like that? They do now. Good job, guy. Back in 2015, he was super new on the internet, but he was like, we were like, hopefully people like him here. So we tried that, and we were doing some local stuff called, we did Merdet, because we're from Merced, and yeah. we're well known as Merdet. It was like, the, there's nothing to do here. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, let's just put it on a shirt. Why not? So we just that for a little bit. And that was the, the so. That's when we first got a space. Like, everything grew from that, because we opened up our barbershop, Grizzly Barber. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Merdet didn't last like forever we kind of just would you say that was like the first brand that was the first brand i can consider like we took more serious for sure like the brand we tried um but we just didn't know 100 what we were doing like yeah from that perspective in merced like so what was that what was the process like you know you're you're sort of creative adjacent to to your friend as he's like producing this whole brand yeah well that was like he had already slowed down on that i don't think he was kind of pulling back from that because he was doing that by himself yeah and we always talked like we should try we were going to do it a while back and it didn't work and like the timing wasn't right what about that Um, intrigued you you know you see it you see it you're like wow like this you said this person is making clothes like we can uh, do that yeah i love i love making stuff so it was just like a more of a like making music i mean i was the vocalist so i was like writing yeah like i stopped they pulled me out of guitar like in middle school they're like we're gonna play guitar you sing. <laughs> so i was like i was writing songs and i was like oh I was, I was trying to help with arrangements they're like oh do this here, do this there so i was like directing like some of the musical stuff that we were putting together and i just like making things so when it came to clothing that was like oh wait a minute like this is beyond like this is another level of that because like i mean seeing people sing your songs yeah very similar feeling to seeing people wear your clothes. Like I got to experience both and I like really like it. It's, it's a driving force. Which one is better? Oh, that's the music is just more instant. 
Yeah. The music is just, it, clothing is like slow burn. It's like, oh, it feels like longer. Like, oh, this is awesome. I can keep going. But mm-hmm. when you're like, you work and you practice and you practice and then you go play a show and then you see somebody like singing your song back with you for the first time and you're like, I'm not even from this town and you're singing my it's song. Experience. It's experience. Yeah. I'm not, I'm no singer, but it, I, I can imagine if yeah. I was a, a rapper or someone, I'm, I, these are lyrics that, that I've written that have come from yeah. me and you're reciting every single one of them. It's like, different. It's like, whoa. And same thing. Like I worked really hard to design this shirt and now I'm at the point where I'm making my shirt. So I, yeah. I made it, I designed it, I printed it, I packaged it and I'm giving it to you. It's like, I did a lot with love and this transaction <laughs> is over in a second. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I don't know if I'll ever see you wear it. Yeah. So it, when I do see you wear it, I'm like, oh, I saw somebody wearing my shirt. And of course, Target, Merced, shout out Target. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't say anything. I'd never seen them before, but they were wearing my shirts. And I was like, oh, that's like an old shirt. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you have that, but that is, oh, it feels awesome. So let's go into your, the first location, this first retail location. Yeah, yeah. What were the sort of, uh, was there any hesitation in being like, because, I mean, yeah. here in San Francisco, we hear the horror stories, right? Some of our favorite shops have come and gone. We hear, it's I mean, they're easy. literally like articles in newspapers on why this shop left. Yeah, and they always talk smart. about the rise in inflation, the rise in rent prices, the culture, the things of that nature. Culture is key. Was too. that going on within your within your community or was it on like the uprise of like people starting to take over we, more like brick and mortar? I feel confident that we were like tr- the only ones trying. Like to make this exist that exists in other places and online in Merced. Like we really wanted to like do it because we loved it and yeah. there wasn't any access to us. But I think um, the really hardships was like learning the wholesale space. Like that really helped. Like, I don't know from a business perspective if you guys know how it works, but like, let's say we're doing, um, we're ordering a Rebel 8 order. So you have to order like your sizes. Like it starts to add up quick when you think of it. Like, okay, here's one design. You're gonna wanna have at least two of each size, right? Yep. Well, they're selling their shirts for $30. Which, I mean, back in 2015, that's, uh, for small telling percent, it's still a lot. So we're over here buying them for 15 bucks a shirt. Mind you, that's almost double the price it is to make your own shirt. So we're buying them for 15 at two smalls, two mediums, two larges, two extra larges. Let's throw in a 2X. That's one design. Okay, well, we can't just have one design. We got to buy a couple more. So your first opening order is like five, 600 bucks. In order to just make your base level back, you have to sell half product. Yep. So when you still have product, what sizes do you have left? Like smalls. What like is that? <laughs> like do I have like oh then the good ones left? So how am I gonna sell this other half to make profit? Like it was learning that yeah. and I was like oh this is not easy. Like we don't have the foot traffic like a mall does or like somewhere everybody's at. We're trying to bring that culture here. So we that's where I was realizing oh you have to have it first before you can do this. So it was just failing through that and then uh, we moved to a bigger shop when we got a second barber. So let's fast forward 2016. We pulled back on retail, wholesale. We pulled back on the brand. It was kind of hard. So it was in the back of the barbershop. We had, it was, dude, it was like probably the size of this room. The original, a, we had a two chair barbershop and then we had like the clothing on the wall and the register like right there. Nice. So it was like maybe like, I don't know, what, 375 square feet or yeah, something. Yeah. Plus a little bathroom. So yeah, it wasn't very big, but we moved up. We're like, okay, we got a little bit bigger space. And then I was like, okay, well, We'll just work on some Grizzly Barber merch. Like that's more makes sense. Like let's focus on clothing for the people. The reason people are coming here just to get their haircut. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay, they want to show some like shop, but I'll design stuff with like a design mindset. So I was doing like Grizzly Barber construction tees, like the on the like the neon stuff, and then so every time a person came back, they would never see the same thing. Like they could get like a variety. We were trying of to update, yeah, because at yeah. that point I was starting to teach myself how to screen print. So I was like, okay, I can put out these one or two color like designs, and I can figure it out. So all the while I'm teaching myself how to learn how to screen print, like 
at my house. I'm like upgrading my stuff over the years, working at like thrift stores and like smoke shops. Yeah. And then we get to, yeah, we upgrade to our final bigger shop. Uh, we're on Main Street now, all in the same block, mind you. It's super big. We're like, all right, let's put all, we have to focus on this barber shop. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's do another Merdead drop. Like, let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it to another, yeah, we're at a bigger spot. Did you, ha- did you have the clientele at that time to be like, okay, now we're starting to see shirts that are, you know, our brand sell off the shelves. Like, at what point did you, did you realize, okay, I think we can do this? Yeah. I mean, still at that point, it was like, we have to keep trying to do this. Yeah. Like, what else? Like, we have to keep going. Like, I'm not a fan of like, the school route to like get to where like at least in our area I was like it's not really what I'm trying to do like I want more than that at the time so I'm like I can do this like I can figure it out I might, I feel like I was getting better at design I was starting to learn more about like then I'm starting to see design right? I'm starting to see brands pop like newer brands more streetwear brands and I'm like oh man this is like the aesthetic of like this super clean design work is so nice. Like, was the education coming from like wanting to learn more about your own craft? So yeah, you were yeah, like 100%. finding all these brands I'm all over brands. the place. I'm trying to see, I'm like, what are people doing? And like, I just like looking at it. I'm like, oh, these pop-ups are so sick. Yeah. Starting to see things about that. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like I want to do that. But it wasn't until, so yeah, we just go through the motions there, but let's fast forward to like April of last year. There's a spot, a couple of spots over from our barbershop. And I'm like, okay. I think I want to try this like as a storefront. I, we can do it. The barbershop self-sufficient. Let me try. So the stranger's name came from like, I wanted to name the barbershop that. I thought it was so smart. Like, it's a nice name. Yeah, strangers coming together. Like it's a super social event. Like yeah. we're all strangers. Everybody's a stranger, you know what I mean? But like to bring people together for like a similar like liking moment, something they like or enjoy together. I was like, that's so sick. So I was like, whatever. My wife didn't like it at the time. <laughs> she she feels like, all right, she messed up. But now I'm like, I'm doing it. So we went in and I opened that stock to, to sell like snacks and stuff downtown and then build the brand through the community. I was yeah. like, all right, build the community first. Like, let's I give them something to do downtown. Cheap drinks. You can't buy it like in Arizona on Main Street. So I was like, I'll give you that. I'll bring the Fagos in. I was like, <laughs> I was bringing it all. And then the foot traffic just wasn't there. Like people's not down there. So I was like, God. I got to pivot. Like this isn't working three months in, they start building a hotel. They buy the buildings and kick us out of our barbershop. Wow. I'm like, Oh great. So then we have to boom, become a single shop. So we have to navigate that. And then all the while I'm just like, okay, how do I keep like keeping this going? Like I'm navigating this new shop as well as having to keep this going. So it's just like, I just buckle down and like keep designing. So how many, how many retail spaces at that point? Oh, and how many years does it span between the different retail spaces up until now? The uh, first one was 15 and then the last one was April or 18. So it was three years. Th- so three, three different years. ones? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. And then this, the Strangers was the fourth. Yeah. And so when you first started, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of answering this as I'm asking. Yeah. But why was, why wasn't there a, like a, like an e-commerce aspect from the very beginning? No, because yeah. everyone wants to start just sell it online, sell it on Instagram, let's build yeah. the following, do that. Well, Merdead shirts wouldn't make sense anywhere else. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, true. oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. That's what, that was the reason we kind of slowed down. I'm like, look, at, where's the ceiling on this Merdead thing? Like, we thought it was really fun, but where's the ceiling? So we are like, okay. And then we started doing this thing called Common Creeps because we had, like, a little slogan, like, oh, Common Creeps around here. And then we started like, okay, that has way more legs to it. Like, we can grow from that. So I started looking at things like, okay, there is local level, and then there's, like, beyond that yeah mm-hmm. the website wasn't okay we'll throw a website up but for what the people can just pick it up we started yeah. doing literally house deliveries i'm like <laughs> i don't see free shipping i'm like oh cool you could have just called us or hit us up and we could just drop it off <laughs> like this is like five blocks away yeah. from me <laughs> so when i started strangers like that was the goal i was like all right let me build it and then i'll get to the the website 
So we started getting some cool traction because we started doing the art shows. And the art shows are like a really big part of like what we are now and what we've become. So since we first, and I started that before we even had the shop, I just wanted to do cool themed art shows that like were local that to show local artists. So we did the Adam Sandler art show was our first one. It was just like, yo, Adam Sandler themed anything you guys want. That's sick. Turnout was smaller, but it was our very first one. And that was Stranger Social Club. And I was like, all right. Then we opened up the shop in April and I was like, boom, we're doing another art show. So we pretty much just kept that every two months since. Um, and we just do an open invite to the community. We say, hey, like, here's a theme. Here's a deadline. Turn it in and we'll put it up and we'll make a night of it. So what's the importance of, I mean, and this is something that we stress a lot, especially yeah. within these smaller communities, smaller cities, building that community, building your cool place. Was that like the first top of mind thing as like, this is what's going to make us. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something. like, what are we going to do? Like we had to sit back and like, look at, we like this stuff and we really like being a part of it, but we can't go to LA every weekend. We can't go to San Francisco every weekend to just be a part of somebody else's stuff. Like, and neither can the people around here. So like we have kind of like, we've learned a little bit. So let's activate that. And like, let's make something here. Cause I don't want to go out every weekend somewhere else, but I do yeah. want to go out and I want to do stuff. And so do the people around here, but we didn't know that for sure. So we're like, look, we got to at least try it. And it was a process. I think people learning that, like that they could are like, oh, maybe we should check it out. You know, there's this in a small town like that. It's like, oh, these guys think they're so cool. Like throwing these events. You know what I mean? You have those people like, yeah. who are you guys to be throwing these events? And I'm like, oh, we're really nobody. Like, yeah, but the artists are. So come check them out. Like, <laughs> it's not about us. Like these people worked hard on this art. So just, you know, go check it out some, yourself. Show them some love. Like, yeah, like you don't have to buy our clothes, but we usually make new clothes. I, I design new shirts and stuff to drop coinciding with those events because that's our that's best awesome. foot traffic day. That's great. So it's like, yeah, we don't charge to join. We don't charge to show up. But if you want a memento or something or you want to show some love for the brand, we have some stuff in the back. Like, check it out. Me and Melanie go through this a lot. And, you know, we look at the position that we're in now within San Francisco. San Francisco used to be the mecca of a lot of this streetwear fashion yeah. shit at one point, very briefly. I've, I've been to Benny Gold a few <laughs> times back when he was Shout here. out to Benny. Uh, awesome spot. But we always had this sort of you know, realization moment where it's like, what if New York, what if LA, what if we were there? How, yeah. how much faster could things pick up? How much, you know, how much more brands or how many much more people could we, we could we interview? Yeah. We go through that a lot. Did you guys ever, ha did you guys ever yes. come to that realization where it's like, maybe we should fucking move? Absolutely. There was a feeling of like, dude, like we started just falling in love with like the art culture and the brand culture of LA. I mean, Fairfax is pretty much like an outdoor mall. Man. It's an outdoor mall. You go and you check out every store. And mm -hmm. I love just, I'm, I'm a professional window shopper. I'm like one Same. of the best at it. Like I'm so We're all good. guilty. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would love, I mean, even though the most random store like Rip and Dip, I liked going in there to see their build outs. It's like, crazy. Mm -hmm. What it's are you crazy. guys doing? Like I'm not, a, I don't wear the Rip and Dip brand or anything, but they put a lot of effort into making sure their store looks a specific way. And I was like, oh, it's so like impressive that the effort level that they're putting on something that doesn't necessarily make them any money from their clothes. Yeah. yeah. And not on their online store. You have to be in here and see this. Like a picture doesn't do it justice sometimes. Like not the at Rolling all. Hills thing that yeah. they did. I was like walking on. I'm like, this is why? To think like, that that <laughs> normalty from day one got them to this point, I still Never. cannot fathom. I'm impressed. How I'm very impressed. But they made that brand happen. Yeah, we just, and then we started like, you know what, like maybe this is like, maybe in order to get where I want to be, we have no choice but to eventually get there. We need the eyes. We need the people to see. The internet's only can get you so far. I'm not going to be paying for followers. I'm yeah. not going to go follow 10,000 people and hope a thousand follow back. Like, yeah. I don't want to play that game. I want to mm -hmm. like, I want the product to speak for itself, but it's so hard. 
But then I started realizing, I was like, you know what? Like, we started doing these art shows, and then a little bit more people came out. And I was like, okay. And then I started getting more feedback, like, oh, we really like your clothes. Like, we like your designs. Like, it's super fun. Like, it, it yeah, it's like vintage or kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Like, my goal is not to imitate, you know, I get inspired, but exactly. I, don't, I don't try to, like, pull... I try not to look like anything, but I also have to make sure it's very much like something people would want. It's such a weird line to follow because you want to sell it, but you don't want to be like too far off where it doesn't make sense. So how does it feel to have that sort of organic love? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a long It's walk. a very, like we, we are starting to experience that a little bit more because we don't, we don't focus much outside of San Francisco and we don't, we don't like, we're not extremely thirsty about people coming to our events or things yeah, of that yeah. nature. But when we have people approach us and they're like, yo, we listen to the podcast. We fuck with you guys are doing it. And I'm just like, uh, uh, thanks. Like, yeah, it's, it's so weird. genuine. Yeah, and the fact that you said, I'm not trying to buy the followers. I'm not trying to do all this extra shit. You could, people do it and yeah. it works for some people, but it doesn't feel genuine on our end. I think it's probably what it is. It's yeah. just, yeah. how can I enjoy what I'm doing if I know I'm buying it? So does it feel more, if, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure this is the answer, but does it feel more worthwhile to keep it going, knowing that at this point, yeah, it, there's there's times where you just do. It. We had an art show last December, and I was like, our lowest turnout yet. I think it was because I picked a theme of Home Alone. I thought it was sick because <laughs> it was like Christmas time. Yeah, people did not feel as uh, creatively inspired, and I started feeling like, damn, like maybe this is like, maybe I should start shifting because we've done some music shows and they did really well, and I was like, maybe we need to shift again. Maybe this is kind of like. But I was like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's a little left. So we tried the next one. And the next one was, of course, you do a dog theme. Yeah. And then the creative inspiration came out. And I was like, okay, maybe I just need to get better. Like, I need to understand better. So it's like the people kind of like made me feel like, oh, it's not, it's not them. It's me. Like, I need to work harder at making this better. Like, I need to be better so that this is better. So it was kind of just like, okay, I got to muscle down. Like, That's a good point. Because we go through those sort of self-reflection moments and being like, I think it was maybe maybe our seventh or eighth event it's just a party and you know we rely solely on people to come out like that's what makes a party yeah with like other facets if it's like you know spoken word or some other shit then you could afford to have 12 to 15 people but when you're relying on a party of like 200 250 people you need people to come out yeah, so when we don't, when we don't see people come out we i'm just sitting there like fuck i'm, I'm i failed what like, did we do it's wrong? over yeah right so what would you say, like, obviously you mentioned the Home Alone night with the, with yeah, the, yeah, the art show. Would you say that that was one of the defining, defining moments where you realized, like, okay, I got to take this a little bit more seriously? Or was there, like, a previous moment where you were like, okay, like, this is starting to turn into something? Yeah, I mean, even when I started realizing, like, dude, I'm spending way too much time trying to make this random, like, snack store downtown work on <laughs> and I'm putting clothing on the back burner I'm like I'm working so hard to make 25 cents on a bag of chips when I should be working on making these shirts and designs like that was like oh this is kind of dumb like yeah I mean, you get so sucked in like, like you're buying a store you're buying product your goal is to make sure you're getting your money back and then you get so sucked in on all these dang products and I'm like oh I forgot like clothes too <laughs> like because that started printing for other people and I was like okay this is helping pay the rent like I'm gonna uh, you start getting sucked into the game of like, I got to pay the bills. So bringing in the barbershop was like one of the luckiest things. Cause like that helped relieve some of the pressure of like, okay, we have dual spots in a, one building. But that was like, yeah, those two lows of like, okay, now I'm not doing snacks anymore. Like what I started this space for, I'm not doing that anymore. Like that was a low. I was like, okay, I, f I failed completely at that. Like that did not work. And I could have stopped there and just be like, you know, what? we're just going to be a barbershop and I'll just get a job. But I was like, no, like I can't like at work I was dying. Like I was just, selling cigarettes like <laughs> I'd be there all day like 
yeah, what do you want? Like, <laughs> here you go. Like, and then, um, but what am I doing? Like, I have all these ideas and stuff and I see brands and like you said, you're looking at stuff criti- critically. I'm like, oh, I would do that. Like, I would have done it like this. I would do it like this. I'm like, oh wait, I, I can, like I have a printing press. I could just go make it. I can do that. Yeah. And yeah. I go, oh, and then I am going to, so then I do it. I mean, I get, I guess I'm glad my design stuff comes across. I feel like that's kind of the key. Like I've made stuff that people like to, like to wear. So, and they've sold through these art shows and I see that I'm like, okay, cool. This design works. Let me try this. Let me try that. But I mean, that's kind of more the reinforcement that's kept me going. Like these art shows that have gone well, it's like, okay, we got another two months. Let's keep going. Like, it's let's great going. because I mean, uh, considering that you were selling cigarettes, we both <laughs> worked in that, like a customer service yeah. spectrum. So we get to see the reaction of people when it comes to products and what that means to us as creatives. Right. Yeah. So when you're, when you're selling your t-shirts to people at the art show, they're like, I fuck with your brand. Like, um, yeah, it's like, oh, such another like reinforcement of like, okay, you're not totally messing up. You have something. Yeah. Like there's something here now, figure out what the best part is and let's keep pushing there. And this last art show was huge. Like we reached out to the mall where like where it all started. I was like, listen guys, I have an idea. <laughs> like we're starting to outgrow our space. I have an idea for the Sharpie art show. Like, please, like you have so much empty space because we're Merced mall. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring one in here. And they were like, you know what? We'll give you guys a shot. Like, okay. So we went running and like, I made a bunch of shirts. Like you can see, like, you know, I, I'm starting to experiment beyond. Like you get tired Those of are fire. You get tired of like, it's as a creative, I guess you just get tired of like the same stuff. And I'm just thinking like t-shirts are fun. I think Bobby hundreds has talked about that before. Yeah. Like you get, it's just t-shirts. At the yeah. end of the day, we're just slinging t-shirts. It can't, don't get too ahead of yourself. Like we're a t-shirt company. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's calm down guys. Like I know, I know that, but it's like, you put so much time and you get so tunnel vision. Like I'm so trying to make this design in this art world. And you got a story behind it. Yeah. And, and like in my head, but it's like, how do I, and so like, you were asking about the website. It's like, I've, ne- I've pulled back from that cause it was so complicated. Like, so like, how do I make the culture here with having the stuff online? Like mm-hmm. I'm selling the stuff online. Okay. Well it's pulling stock from the people that are local. So I'm like, okay, this is not working. And I'm like, Ah, it's so scattered. I'm losing sizes here, but like, oh, I got to, somebody's coming in to buy it and I don't have it now. So I was like, all right, let me close this down until I'm ready. We're you think there's, there a, there's a, there's a toss up there, like, especially for, for a lot of people that are listening are starting their own brands, yeah. starting their first brands, right? Do you think there's a toss up in terms of, I, I guess it does depend on what your overall mission is and yeah, what, yeah. what means the most to you? Are you trying to make money? Maybe e-commerce might be the best place. Yeah, for exactly. You. Are you so trying to smarter. build a community, <laughs> build a, a cool place for you and your friends for, to initiate that, that, that streetwear centralized hub. Yeah. Then yeah. The brick and mortar. Two totally different ways. And I did it backwards. Like I got the store before I had the brand. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> this may, like, look, we can do it for the learning here. lesson. Yeah, but it's like, okay. Like, a lot of people starting brands may not have that as an option. We're like, yo, we can just get the store and figure Go it out. Go to Merced, start your brand. Yeah, like, hey, we <laughs> it's got the new you Mecca. <laughs> it's the new but Mecca. Yeah, no, and then we had to figure it out from there. But like, I think after this art show, it was like, this feels like step one. We really feel like we're just barely like, okay, now it's making sense. Like we're seeing stuff. So now I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've kind of reached out to a lot of the people in our community and they bought a lot of our shirts. So what am I supposed to do now? I keep selling the same shirts to like all the Merced. Like you guys already have a bunch of my shirts and like you're going to keep buying them and your whole closet's going to be full of my shirts. So like, okay, now I've done like a lot here and then we're growing. So now we're at the mall. So I'm like, okay, let's reach out more. So now the goal is I'm reaching out to Fresno. I'm reaching out to Modesto. I'm starting to reach out to like little spots, little skate yeah. shops, little yeah. pop-ups. I'm like, I have customization abilities with our heat press and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, let me go out there. Let's link up, do a collab tee and let's do a little event there. So awesome. I'm like, now I have to start building out and that's the plan. So the plan. So, uh, then we'll work on the website. Now it's like, okay, now we can get a website going. We've built the community here. 
they'll still get their stuff and I'll maybe do specialized local stuff, but I got to get some general stuff. Cause online. now you have an infrastructure and this is one of the great things about what, what we're doing is that after you build that community, now you have an infrastructure of people that are advocating for you yeah. online to their friends that aren't within that particular area. So now you can have, yeah, it's like, a, okay, now we can do trickle outwards. Like yeah. it's, but if there was nobody, it's almost like you guys have heard like, okay, in New York, right? LA, it's like, you're talking about why would we want to go out there? Cause we think it's going to be easier. We think there's more eyes. So we only need a little bit of them. Yeah. But if you watch shark tank, they always tell you like, <laughs> don't do that. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, look at the beauty industry is a $1 billion industry. We can get just 0.1% of that. We'll be a millionaire. <laughs> so it's the same thing with streetwear. I think in clothing, it's like, Oh, you can't look at it that way. It's like, and I, I started realizing wait, if I, it's the opposite. If I can't do it in Merced where there's, like so much easier to access these people. If I'm not able to conquer even a base level of anything here, how am I going to go to LA where all the good guys are? Exactly. Or these guys that are professionals and like some of the best creatives are in San Francisco. They're in LA, they're in New York. Like it, there's no, it doesn't even make sense. Like how, why even try out there when there's so many more people doing it? Yeah. So. And I look at, you know, I look at the origins of Supreme as, as very much like any other, like starting out brick and mortar store, right? It's a, it was a centralized location in New York that, didn't even really sell stuff to the public. It was just like, this is a skate shop. You come in here, we give shirts away for free to the skaters, but that's yeah. really it. And you know, that brick and mortar is still a very complicated thing, especially out here. Oh God, you I know? can only imagine out here. Yeah. It, we it, had it, low rent and it was hard. I can't oh imagine God. high rent and it's hard. Yeah, I know. Um, but but I guess like as you sort of transition into expanding to, you know, collaborations outside of just your brick and mortar store, what have you seen to be like, the, the best part of having a brick and mortar convince somebody that may live yeah. in central California may live in, you know, flyover state in the middle of the country. Yeah. What the, would be the benefit for them? The best thing was the ability to have events like for those art shows. Like we had no, there was no need to tech check with anybody. I don't need your permission to do anything. I can just throw a show. I can have music there. I can have a thing. And our buddies would come in. We could just hang out. We drink our beers. Like, Sneak them in the back, maybe if there's you know kids, the present <laughs> until after hours. But then boom, it's like yeah, we have somewhere we can do whatever we want from a creative aspect. Like I print all my clothes in our shop upstairs. It's amazing. So it's like I now have a space to do that, or I have a space. But it's like you have to have the ideas to want to do that stuff. Like you can have a space, but if you don't know what to do with it, then yeah, you you may not enjoy it so much. Like you got to have somewhat of a game plan. And building that community it makes it fun because. Yep. When they come out, there's nothing like it. Like it, oh, when they man. fill your building, I, like something you guys throw on. I'm sure it's like when the people roll in and you're like, "Oh, it smells good." It, it, is. it goes by so fast. There's like no time to enjoy it. Exactly. Almost. You're yeah. too busy running around trying to manage things. Yeah, and then at the end of the night, you're like, "Oh, that was so tight." It's a high. Uh, yeah, it is definitely a high. I wish we got to enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. Yeah, but it's like it's you can't do that in a different way. So it's hard. You have to have like a place to do that. Yeah. That people aspect is so huge. Like what are we going to do? Have like, yo, IG meetup, yeah. <laughs> meet up in the chat. Yo. IG live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's going to be probably pretty cool. Like, yo, add me on if you want to do one. But yeah. Um, like, yeah, bringing people into your building that you put the time in to like design, you put the time in to decorate. Yeah. You put the time to promote and it's like people show up and it's like, Oh, just like a relief, like agreed. I did something. Thank you. Let's um, let's touch briefly. We've we've obviously uh, expanded on Eli the businessman. Yes, you know. Let's touch on Eli the designer. Let's uh, let's talk some early influences. Where where does the if if any of you have seen the page, please go straight at strangers.com on Instagram and look at some of the designs, and you can sort of 
provide some context to yeah, this conversation. Yeah. But where does it, where does the inspiration come from? With the I said it was more of like a nostalgic feel. Yeah, um, characters, things of that nature. What 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 brings that to uh, to your design? Yeah, so super repertoire? like like vintagey. Because you know vintage is just super hot right yeah. now. But it's. I've always gone to like thrift store. We have like Merced actually has a couple of good thrift stores. Okay, Shout out there. We Merced have might thing. be good for thrift. Thrift store. We got a lot of hunters that come out and they check it out. Um, but yeah, I've always loved just like the super like '90s, like '80s, um, kind of like sports casual wear. Like that stuff's so sick to me. Like I just love a lot of uh, font based work. Nice. Like I love just letters. Like the guys the way they work with letters, stretching them out, hitting some like colorways. Um, '90s it was like super playful with like very subtle colors and I think that's so sick and then like 80s you have some like wild graphics crazy and I said I come from like my original like clothing was always like these crazy hand drawn like band tees and stuff so when I started like seeing like oh there's like just throwing like a simple little name on a shirt is also nice like yeah that sounds like doable like I could do that um but yeah I just started learning like from those vintage clothes and it wasn't even brand specific. I would just see just designs. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I'll, boom, I'll save that. I just love the way it looks. And I'll just pull like color palettes. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, oh, I don't know, purple can look good on a gray shirt. Like, it can if you do it right with some balance. And I just look for like a lot of like graphic stuff that's simple. That's kind of what I've always been inspired by. And then the 90s stuff was also playful. You have all those like old school alien tees and stuff like that. But um, it, yeah, so that was like a lot of my design inspiration yeah. from like other brands. Um, and I start looking at the bigger brands too. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing that I'm not? Like, how do you guys sell your shirts for like a hundred dollars? And like, <laughs> I'm in. Oh, that's another thing about being in Merced. Our price points have to be a little bit different. Of course. Like, I, I feel like I put in a lot of effort to find good blanks and do all this stuff. And it's like, oh, these brands are selling their stuff for like thirty six bucks, forty bucks on the regular. And I'm like, twenty bucks a tee, guys. Yeah, I mean, through, and I have to. That's just our local market. Yeah. yeah. I'm barely getting to the point where I can now charge. I feel comfortable like twenty five bucks because I've really? had to, I've had to build that over a year to feel oh, like this yeah. is comfortable. Yeah, so I guess the mentality of people there, obviously, from what you're saying, is like out here, it's like 35, 40, 45 dollars for a t shirt. Yeah, easy. Yeah, it could be printed on Hanes, a fucking all star, whatever. Yeah, and people just they. I guess for, for a lot of brands nowadays, it's the, the context, right? Yeah. What's the story? Who's the person making it? It's it's a combination of things to be able to sell a shirt for 45, 50. Yeah, which I've learned. I'm like, okay, that's understandable. Brands are like, what's up, guys? First drop. Here's four shirts, 40 bucks each. Ta- no tags. I'm like, oh, dude, I like, you know, hard, I print all my own tags. Like, yeah. I went to Urban Outfitters. I posted it on my store the other day and they had like, it was just a Gildan tag. Exactly. With an embroidered cheat and it was like 36 bucks. And I was like, come on, guys, you're not even trying. Exactly. Like, it's, it has yeah. an Urban Outfitter tag. Like, just throw yeah. us. I like, don't cost you that much. But yeah, I just, I, I noticed that. It's like, I'm like, okay, well, having that kind of budget would be great. Like, cause that money I just put right back in. Like I can yeah. make more stuff. I can blow it up and make more things. I can now do a online. So now that I've raised it, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can now help offset and make an online stock and then do a store stock. Like yeah. now I can start splitting it. Like I, I can start feeling more comfortable to try that. So the mall show really helped out do that. That's awesome. Now I want to talk about sort of the future, right? Yeah. Because we, we keep talking the online store. I'm looking forward to the online store so I can finally awesome. buy some shit. And I was going to bring you guys something, but I was out of so much <laughs> no, stuff. No, you're okay. On restocks, I I'm got looking, you guys. I'm looking for the online store. I'm going to be the first customer in the queue. Yes. But Love let's that. talk about what the future of strangers looks like. Um, you have, you're, you're I'm, I'm sure, diversifying the type of products yeah, yeah more shows it's key man fill the people in on, on what you got on the horizon yeah it's cool so i mean it is awesome that like locally i've kind of like stretched out a lot of what i can do but online i haven't 
Mm-hmm. So I'm able to bring back some basic tees and yeah. like do some really cool design stuff. But I mean, just slapping strangers on a t-shirt, it's not a good idea. I realized a long time ago because I was like, dude, nobody knows what we are. That doesn't mean anything. You think so? Uh, I, 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 might, I without, might refute that. No, now I feel more comfortable. Okay, okay. No, because I've built like what we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I can put like my, like uh, the design that I like a really clean straight. Like I did that. But what's crazy, and I'm going to interrupt you real quick, is when I saw that shirt and I had no idea who you were, I had no idea yeah. what the brand was. I just thought it was a good shirt mm-hmm. because there's the, there's definitely like you can tell when you look at something like that, like anybody can can go on defont.com and yeah. find a good font mm-hmm. and change the kerning and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. But it, it, it just has to work. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I've and I'm a, a big fan of one word brands because sometimes like a particular word just looks so good. And if it's matched with the right font, it looks even better. Yeah, I've played a lot. And this one in it particular looks really, looks really good for what it is. The all lowercase. All lowercase, no spacing it. with that. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the font out loud, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you probably know it. But, Maybe. Uh, we'll but see. yeah, like that look like I, I was just automatically like, that's it. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad it came across because trust me, I play with a billion. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, you do posters and stuff. Yeah. So I know yeah. you play with fonts probably a ton. Um, yeah. There's a million. There's so many. But Eventually like, I revert back to the same three, but that's okay. Yeah, so just, <laughs> Brand identity on point. There's some that just look better than the rest. Yeah. You can't help it. But, but how do you, I mean, even for that, right? Like how do you, how do you make those decisions as a, as a designer? Now I'm calling you designer now. Yeah, thank you. How do you make those weird. decisions? Like because it. myself, I'm so all over the place when it comes to stuff. If you look at posts from day one to now, our language, design language has changed changed completely. Same thing. Go back to post one for me now. I've grown. Like I, there's, I don't like the same things I liked a year ago. Exactly. I'm sure brands change, taste change. I'll wear different things that I didn't wear before. How do do you come to those like, I got to find like I just, I have to feel that I like it. Like I have to look at it and feel like, okay, am I going to feel dumb if I show this to somebody on a shirt? Like if I can't sell this to you and feel like, yes, like, yeah. that's awesome. If I'm like, oh, God, no, I don't know. Please, I like it, maybe. Do I'm you like, still have that, that crit, crit oh, I, aspect of your own time. stuff? <laughs> like, I think it's going to be cool, but if it doesn't sell, I'm like, well, it's still cool to me then. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but, like, I try. Like, I, I really kind of, I hone down, like, what I think is my taste and what I've, like, what I've sold in the past. I'm like, okay, I can adjust from here. I think this is, it fits with how I like to design. And if what I've been doing sells well or people enjoy it so far, just stay down my path. And like, I know this is the feeling I got when I made that last one or when I make this last one, I enjoyed it like this, like this felt cool. There's sometimes like these striped tees, these bleach striped tees, that was a risk. Like I was like, I love striped tees. Everybody seems to love striped tees. I don't have the ability to make cut and sew yet. Actually, we just bought a serger. So yeah, I'm talking about down the road stuff. But um, yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, dude, I can make a striped tee with bleach. Like I can bleach this tee. Hopefully it looks cool. And I've, I've I mean, it's it all, does, it yeah. was a process, but I was like, people love tight IDs and tight IDs are cool and all, but like mm-hmm. they've been, it's, it's past summer. People played them. We've tried them in the past, but I was like, I want to do striped tees. And I was like, I can do it. I just have to figure it out. So mm-hmm. I, I tried the process. It worked to my liking. I was like, Oh, cool. now for, obviously this is not a video recorded, so you yeah, can't yeah. see David's t-shirt, <laughs> but you're telling me that was, now that I see it, yeah. it was originally purple blue. It's like, yeah, this like vintage blue color. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I've never seen bleach stripes before. Yeah, so that's why that shit I. looks so different to me. And I started sitting down thinking like, no, somebody had to do that. Right. No, like, dude. I like, I know I, 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 I
Because that's what I always get like in my head. Like I don't want to be like somebody be like you just copied that. Like it sucks when people do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like oh, I don't want. If I can avoid it, I will. There's a lot of people that have mastered and are known like a lot for the tie dye aspect. Yeah, and that's so done too. Yeah, it looks great on some people. I mean, of they course. do some really good jobs. I it's not my look. I can't pull it off yeah. so much. But like the stripes, I'm like stripes look great. But I'm like I can that's, do this. Crazy. I can like. And it'll have its own like distressed vintagey look. So yeah. I was like, I could do it. Let me test it. And I saw that blue, and I was like, I know that blue's gonna look so sick with the white because it'll vintage out. And I didn't, I wasn't expecting as much pink through, but it, it really pulled. But yeah, so as going to the future, like that's an example of something I'm, I'm really trying to figure out. Like, how far can I take a t-shirt? Because like it's good to have a couple t-shirt options, but everybody has a t-shirt option. Yeah. Like, what can I do differently? And I was like, okay, these striped tees are cool. That's awesome. We're starting to garment dye ourselves. Like, nice. We did a garment dyed tee, which is a white t-shirt, but I wanted to get this like really like acid wash vibe to. It, so I'm like teaching myself how to do that. That shirt sold out at the art at the art show. Wow! I was it was one of like the like I was like there's no way like it's gonna, <laughs> people are gonna like it, but it's not gonna like it that much. Everybody loved it, so I already have to do a new batch. That'll go online for sure because they people really liked it. Um, it just had like don't talk to strangers, but it had the don't crossed out. It I had, like, like that. a red line, super clean, just simple front and back print. But um, yeah, and it's like I said, getting into cutting. So like. My wife knows how to sew. So we had like Ooh. a regular sewing machine, but we didn't have like a serger and stuff. So we couldn't really play with knits. Yeah. So this season, like I want to start learning. So that's maybe huge. I wanna, but like, yeah, even just to practice with like one off. So pool yeah. vintage fabrics. And like, I know people are trying to do this like a uh, secondhand September or something yeah. like that where they're trying to pull from like buying new clothing. So I'm like, cool, I can like play with that. And like, that's like an like, art challenge. Like, can I make a little small little capsule of like a custom one offs and do things like that. But I think my taste is starting to like elevate, like yeah. stupid streetwear and <laughs> made me learn how to like more high end stuff I can't afford. That's awesome. I th you know what's crazy is I think a lot of people, they, they they ride that roller coaster to the top when it comes to becoming a designer, right? They start to idolize and admire what the other people are doing a lot it's more, so especially with the fancier so brands. You're, you're eventually, I mean, I'm sure you probably already do now. You know designers' names uh, like off the back of your I'm hand. I'm currently obsessed with the uh, with Jerry Lorenzo and his fear of God it's, stuff. It's insane. So yeah. Half of the stuff's like super weird, but some of it, I'm like, oh, I love that. Yeah, your little flannel kimono. That's such a smart <laughs> idea. That's so smart. And you look at different aspects of clothing aside from how you used to look at it. Yeah, Obviously it's, before it's just like I'm hand drawing graphics, but now it's I'm like t-shirts, textiles, yeah. all that. Yeah. All I'm that like, shit. Oh, cause I feel like it's, I'm learning that like, Oh wait, my creativity isn't bound to a t-shirt. Like t-shirts are just really accessible. They're super accessible to like design and put stuff on. And I'm like, all right, how can I stretch this? Can I cut these up and then t sew some stuff onto it, make yeah. them longer play around. But I'm like, okay, like, can I design something that's beyond a t-shirt? Like, will it work in Merced? Maybe not, but online you got me exactly and that's that's the future right there is the online it's the advancing of of the different types of clothing and shit i'm fucking excited i know i'm excited i'm scared but i'm excited it's a good <laughs> feeling we got that the dry throat thing gone yeah it's gone <laughs> don't worry i won't play the thing that you yeah. said in the beginning but the way that we end every episode and and especially when we have guests is you know, there are those young brand entrepreneurs that want to start their own brands that yeah. he hesitate. Uh, people that, you know, maybe have a whole collection in their fucking, yeah. in their hard drive, their computer that they're just like unsure about releasing. As a person that has gone through the trenches and still going through the yeah. trenches, we're still going trenching. through the trenches, still <laughs> digging. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. <laughs> what would you say in terms of advice, some words of advice um, about just sort of approaching, whether it is starting a brand, starting something creative, what, what would you have for them? I mean, yeah, somebody was asking me about that the other day. I'm starting to get questions like, hey, I'm trying to start a brand. That's I'm like, oh, you're looking awesome. at me like yeah. I'm an authority. Like, that's super funny. Like, I'm trying. Uh, yeah, my advice would be like, you you really got to have like, 
you got to have like an idea that you like to stick around. I mean, and don't be afraid to change because stuff's not going to work. But like if your goal is to stay like creative and creating stuff, just try it. I mean, throw a shirt, do an event, put something together that ties to that idea. Because, yeah, you can put your name on a shirt and it may work just by itself because the name's cool, the font's cool. But give people like a reason to be excited about what you're doing and it makes a big difference. So I feel like make an effort to be bigger than a shirt, like inspire people beyond just making a Mm t-shirt have a reason like yeah you can make a web anybody can make a web store throw it on there now it doesn't take very long you can do it in like 15 20 minutes i think bigger tell it maybe takes 10 minutes to set up and then your shirt if you just throw it on there another 15 minutes and then like hey i'm a brand now and it's like that's cool people see a lot of brands but like why why you uh, and like I said, I was talking, listen to that, uh, I think the Jerry Lorenzo podcast on the staple, Jeff yeah. Staple did it. And he said, like, think about it. Like if you're going to join, he didn't say don't, but if you're going to do it, that really like got to me more recently. Cause I just recently listened to it. And I'm like, think about, don't just join the space to regurgitate something somebody else is already doing. Like what else can you bring to it? And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like everybody has t-shirts. So I'm like, what? Can I, how far can I stretch my creativity beyond that? And does the ecosystem need more t-shirts? That's yeah, another, I mean, whole another. according to a lot of people, absolutely <laughs> not. We should probably stop making shirts of the family. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, keep being creative, like finding ways to keep making stuff. Just keep doing it. And you have to try. I mean, even if you like horribly fail and you lost, let's say 500 bucks, that's not that much to lose in the grand scheme of life to say like, I tried it. Like it's going to hurt way more down the road if you just say like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. And that's something that just still haunts me now. Like I got to keep trying stuff because in a couple of years I'm going to be not as fruitful and young as I am now. <laughs> well and, said. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, oh man, I can't try that now. It's that, too yeah. late. Yeah. So I'm just like, forget it, risk it, lose some money. And then at least I feel happy that I tried. That's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to, uh, first of all, appreciate you guys for coming. No, thank you so much for having us. Please tell the people where to follow you. Where, where, on all social channels, where can they look at the brand yeah. eventually? If they want to DM you, can they buy clothes? Or Yes, I, I've shipped a few out. People like the LA. They're like, hey, can they give me that? I'm like, I got you, fine. We'll Hit them it. on the DM. Yeah, I mean, Instagram is mainly where we do everything. It's just at strangers.com and the .com spelled out. I like that. It, it is also super hard to find domains. <laughs> yeah. Domains are non-existent. Um, also, our brand has nothing to do with Stranger Things. Uh, just in <laughs> case, I know people are going to ask. They ask me all the time. Shout out to Eleven, but no thanks. <laughs> Not inspired by you. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can always contact us if you have any questions. And um, we're more than willing to, like I said, if you have a question, like, hey, how do I do this? Just reach out. I mean... It's, it's can they reach out on, on your personal? You yeah, yeah. Give your personal? Uh, I don't usually go on the personal. I stopped like hit them on strangers.com. People only. like I messaged you a year ago. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I don't go on there. It's just at strangers.com. I'm always on there. You can always reach out to me there. Um, and then as the website goes, then you can, I mean, email. Stay tuned for that, there. guys. Stay yeah, just I mean, check in Instagram. That's where we do all of our events, all of our clothing. We do our posts there. Um, I mean, that's where I posted we were going to be on here, which is awesome. Thanks again to No Chance for having us on. Of course, guys. And we appreciate you guys. And for those of you that are listening, again, please go follow them at strangers.com on Instagram. And follow us at No Chance Radio on all social platforms. This is episode 98. Again, thank you guys for coming. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.